everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. On this podcast, I encourage you to take ownership of your life, to say a great big yes to a greater calling in your life, to live with passion and purpose and make a difference in the world. So my goal here on this podcast is just to get us thinking deeper and to help you, to coach you, and to help you really create the life that you've always dreamed of, the life that you know that you're meant to be living. And so I'm just excited that you're here today. I wanted to talk about um, kind of the different parts of all of us, right? So we all have, um, I've heard it said that we all have, we're like a house, like our body is like a house and we have four different rooms. We have a mental room, a physical room, an emotional room, and a spiritual room. But most of us spend most of our time in one of those rooms, right? And so what we wanna do today is just become aware of the different rooms within our body um, and start to explore how we feel in those different rooms, right? And just like a house, um, every room isn't always tidy at the same time, right? And when we go to clean our house, we often have to clean the bathroom separately from cleaning the bedroom or cleaning the kitchen, right? Now, maybe you have a cleaning crew that comes over and cleans it all up, and that's fantastic, and so it is all clean at the same time. But for most of us, um, we may have, say, a big project at work, and so we may be really putting in a lot of um, action and a lot of doing in that mental space, right? We might be creating, and we might really be putting forth some mental effort to get some things done, and we may stop working out for a week or two while we're doing that. And then, we, and then we sense that and we don't feel great and we go, hey, I need to really kind of tweak what I'm doing physically, taking care of myself and nourishing my body with good food and fueling my body um, with good food and working out. And so there are times where um, things might be a little bit out of balance. And what I want to do here is make sure that we're not putting forth any idea of um, perfection being the goal, right? Because we don't preach perfection, it's not possible, and I think it stunts our ability to move forward. We get fearful. If it's not perfect, I can't do it, um, right? So sometimes in the physical realm, we might need to start working out, but we might be overweight, and we might not be able to get on a bike, or we might not be able to join a club if we don't have enough money to join a club, or we might not be able to um, lift very much weight. We might have to start with a very low weight. And so sometimes our mind tells us or our thoughts tell us, okay, well, that's not good enough. And so then our feeling is defeat. And then we end up choosing an action that is to quit. And then our results are more weight gain and more feeling not healthy and not strong, right? And so we don't want to do that, right? So there's no... Um, putting out that perfection is the number one goal here. In fact, it's not the goal at all, ever, in anything that I'm doing. In fact, I do think it gets in the way, this idea of perfection. I also really have seen in my own life and in my own work that whenever I'm trying to come off as perfect or really put together, it doesn't resonate as much with people as when I come in vulnerable and real. And so authenticity is what we're after here. And so, yes, we're always trying to improve ourselves and we're always trying to make choices that move us forward. Coaching is all about moving you forward. Um, and, and so we definitely want to encourage that. We want to encourage action. Um, but we definitely don't want you to feel like, okay, I have to be perfect in all of the rooms of my, quote, house, right? Um, 
that's not true. So let's just look at the rooms of the house. So we've got mental, we've got physical, we've got emotional, and we've got spiritual. And so I just want you to ask yourself a question. I want you to say to yourself, okay, take the physical. We'll start there. How, how do I feel physically right now? Where am I right now? Kind of drop the pin, right? In order to get where we're going, if you think of Google Maps, in order to get where you're going, you need to know where you are, right? You need to put in your location where you are now. So you ask yourself, how do I feel in my body right now? How do I feel physically? And you write that down. And then you say, how do I want to feel physically? And you write that down. And then you say, okay, what are some ideas to get from where I am now to where I want to be? And you write that down. And then this is key. The next question is, what's going to get in the way? What are the obstacles that I might have to overcome to get from where I am now to where I want to be? Because if we don't anticipate that there's going to be some obstacles, They're going to blindside us and they may defeat us because they surprise us, right? And so if we just think, okay, I know that this isn't a linear situation. I'm not going to get from point A to point B with no trouble at all. Because if I was, then I would have already done it. And so we want to ask ourselves, what's getting in the way of me being at point B? Why am I not there yet? And we can anticipate that those things might come up for us again, right? So in the physical realm, if we say, well, right now I, you know, I haven't worked out in two years, but I do want to start working out and I want to adapt a routine of working out three times a week. So my strategy to get there might be, okay, well, I'm going to join a health club and I'm going to sign up for classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it seems pretty simple, right? Wow, look at that. You just solved your own problem. You're going to do this. But then if I asked you what might get in the way of this, and if you're honest, you start to list off some things like, well, the weather, like when it's raining or snowing, I don't like to drive, so I'm not going to go if it's raining or snowing. Um, You might bring up um, just you feel sort of insecure about going because you haven't gone in two years and so you're a little bit nervous about it or you might bring up the social aspect like I don't really know anyone at the health club and I'm kind of nervous because I don't I don't really feel comfortable in new social situations or you might say you know what I don't even have the right shoes or the right clothes to wear and so I'm kind of like embarrassed to go and I feel like I need to save up a bunch of money before I can go because then I can buy all the right clothes right And so while all of these might be valid concerns and they might be things that come up for you, knowing about them ahead of time allows you to change your thoughts about them and overcome them. So for instance, if you said, well, the reason I'm not going to go to the gym is because I don't know anyone and I feel awkward in new social situations, you could say, The fact is you don't know anyone, and so that's true. Okay, well, I don't know anyone at the gym, but I know that if I set this routine, I'll start to get to know the people that go to these classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I'll get comfortable with them and maybe even make some friends. 
And so I'm going to look at this as a positive like opportunity to meet new people. Or if you say, well, I don't have the right things to wear and I need more money so I can go to the store so I can get more things to wear. Sometimes when you hear yourself just writing that out or saying that out loud to somebody, and this is why coaching is so powerful. Once, if I ask you that question and you say that out loud, you may hear yourself making an excuse and you may say, wow, that really sounds like an excuse, right? And you may realize, wow, I'm just fearful right now. And so if I say I don't have the right clothes, that means I get to postpone this new change, this new habit I want to create. So I can stay comfortable in my old habit of not working out. But then I would just ask for you to observe that thought and ask yourself, but are you really comfortable Or are you going to be having that same conversation with yourself again in a month, in two months, in a year? I would ask you, what does your future self want you to do here? Because we don't want to keep fighting these same battles. We want to conquer this once and for all, right? And that's going to take action. And so as you bring up each of those um, obstacles, each of those things that might get in the way, you start to understand that your thoughts about those things can be changed. And this is where the power lies. So I talked about this in Team Yes, and we've been doing some workshopping on this, which it's very powerful. I learned it from Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School. So it's not something I've created. It's something that she's created based on years of studying all of the coaching kind of methods. There's a lot of different coaching methods. There's a lot of different ways to help clients um, discover for themselves where they are, where they want to go, and come up with a strategy to get there. And one of the things that Brooke teaches that I have adopted in my own life, and I've helped many clients with it as well is what she calls the model. And I'm going to go ahead and post about it. So you'll be seeing more on this. And some of the people in my Team Yes group posted about it today because it was so powerful for them. Um, But basically what it teaches is that we have a circumstance. So if your circumstance is you've gained weight and you feel sluggish because you haven't worked out in a while, That's actually not a circumstance. Let me take it down a little bit lower. You've gained weight is the circumstance. You've gained 10 pounds or 20 pounds, say. I've gained 20 pounds. That's your circumstance. The next thing is we always have a thought about the circumstance. So from that circumstance that you've gained weight, you can have a thought. And that thought can be, I'm a lazy fat slob, which would lead to a feeling. Thoughts always lead to feelings. So that feeling would be, Okay, well, the thought is I'm a lazy fat slob. The feeling is defeat. The feeling might be disgust. The feeling might be um, embarrassment. The feeling might be just exhaustion. Um, And then the feeling is what leads to the action, okay? So the action then would be from that feeling of exhaustion and defeat and embarrassment would be to hide. Maybe you start wearing 
larger clothes. Maybe you just wear sweats all the time. Maybe you don't go out much. Maybe friends ask you to go out and you say no because you're embarrassed of the way you look. Maybe friends, if you're out, they take a picture of you and you don't want them to post the picture because you feel so embarrassed of the way you look. So you're, you don't go out with them or you don't allow pictures to be taken of you or you don't allow yourself to be seen. And then from that action comes the result. And so the result then ends up being you're hiding and you're not living your life. The result ends up to be maybe depression. The result ends up to be isolation. And it's not what you want. Now, let me take you through the model if your thought was different. And if you guys have been listening to me for any amount of time or watching my Instagram or Facebook or anything that I've been doing um, for so long, I've been talking about taking every thought captive, right? And our thoughts change our lives, right? Change your thought, change your life. Our thoughts can change our lives. So we want to grab a hold of this thought and change it. So going back to the same model, the same circumstance, I've gained 20 pounds. Now, the circumstance always has to be something that's super neutral, that anyone in the room would agree on. So a circumstance is not, I gained 20 pounds, I'm a fat slob. That's your thought. The circumstance is not, I've gained 20 pounds, I'm miserable. That's your feeling. So what you want to say is, I've gained 20 pounds, that's your circumstance. So instead of the thought being, I'm a lazy fat slob, which is a terrible thought, and I hope nobody's ever thinking that, but I'm just saying I know the way we think, and sometimes it's very self-defeating. So we want to take that thought and we want to say, what can I think about this? I've gained 20 pounds. We can say, I've had a stressful couple years. I've been in a lot of transition, and now I'm ready to make a difference. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to take a hold of this. I'm ready to take control of this. Okay, that's a thought. And from that thought, The feeling that comes is empowerment. The feeling that comes is excitement about your future. The feeling that comes is hope. The feeling that comes is possibility, opportunity. And then the action that comes from those kind of feelings, I mean, those are my feelings. Those are the feelings I want to like everyone to have, possibility, opportunity, hope, excitement, empowerment. From those feelings comes the action of taking action, joining a health club, nourishing your body with healthy foods, eating less junk, whatever that action you decide to take is. You come up with a strategy and an action and you take that action. But it's coming from a place of empowerment and hope and possibility and opportunity. And when you take that action, then your results are going to be, you're going to lose weight. You're going to feel better about yourself. And that's where you're going to gain the confidence to continue on the path to taking care of yourself. But it all starts with the thought. Because the circumstance that you gain 20 pounds can't hurt you. 
Only your thought about the circumstance can hurt you. I hope this makes sense. I'm going to take you through other examples. But that's a really good example that I think we can all relate to. And I think you'll notice in the second version of that, we offered ourselves grace. And there is nothing more important in this process of changing your thoughts, of changing your life, of taking ownership of your life, of entering into coaching, of thinking about personal development. There's nothing more important than offering yourself grace. So I'm a believer in Jesus, and I know when he really met me, when he really, really met me, and I started walking with him, the first thing he said to me, Sue, you can rest. Because I thought that in order to make my life what I wanted it to be, I needed to white-knuckle my way through. I needed to decide that I could grit my teeth, use my willpower, and white-knuckle my way through every obstacle in my life. But he showed me a better way. So whether you're dealing with addiction or recovery from alcoholism or overeating or um, whether you're just trying to change a pattern in your life, we can all go about it through behavior modification. We can all decide to change our behavior and we can white knuckle our way through that. But God offers us a different way. He offers us freedom. And it begins with grace. God's grace to us, God's forgiveness to us, God's understanding of where we are and God's loving of us unconditionally. And because we've received that, we can offer that back to ourselves. We can say, I've gained 20 pounds. I don't feel my best, but it's okay. I can change the course now. I can make different decisions. I'm empowered. I can take ownership of my life. So grace is going to be your first step. Grace to yourself and understanding that there's nothing that's irreversible. There's never, when you believe in God, you understand there's never an option or a thing that you've done that that has created no way out. So it says in scripture, and I love this, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So let me assure you, whatever you're going through, you're not alone. You're not alone because God is with you, but you're also not alone because no temptation will come to you that is not common to mankind. You're not the first person to struggle with an extra 20 pounds. You're not the first person to struggle with an addiction. You're not the first person to struggle 
You can do this. You have the power to change your life by changing your thoughts. And your thoughts change your feelings and your feelings create your actions and your actions create your results. And that's the model. I love it because it's easy to understand and it's easy to implement. And when we talk about our emotional room, the emotional room in our life, right? We start to talk about our feelings. What are you feeling now is a good question. And what do you want to be feeling? And many of you will ask yourself then, because this is the series of questions, right? Where, what am I feeling now? What do I want to be feeling? How am I going to get there? What's my strategy? How can I take action? And what's going to get in the way? And a lot of us don't know why we're feeling or what a strategy could be about feelings, right? That's very foreign to many of us. We've never thought about that. We just feel what we feel. I just am who I am, people say. It's just my truth. Truth isn't... (laughs) Truth is truth. There's one truth. There's not all these different truths, right? So something about you might have happened. You might have a story about you that's true. Little T, true. It happened. But it's not the truth, the capital T truth. Brennan Manning says it like this, define yourself as someone beloved by God. Every other identity is an illusion. So when we start from that place, that truth, that capital T truth, that I am beloved by God, that I have been offered grace, that I can do anything and I am free, then we can start to make changes. So we can look at our feelings and we can say, Well, actually, right now, emotionally, I feel terrible. And I would say to a client, tell me more about terrible. How would you define that? And then she would say, well, I feel depressed. I feel anxious. I feel embarrassed. I feel defeated. I just feel blah. Okay. Okay. So we can look at the model. And we can look at it from the point of starting with feelings, right? So circumstance at the top, thoughts about the circumstance come next, and then feelings are right there in the middle. And feelings are what are going to make us act on them, right? So we act on our feelings. But if we want to change our feeling, if we want to say, you know what, emotionally I'm not feeling great right now, I want to uncover why. We can look backwards and we can say, okay, I feel this way. What's my thought? What am I thinking? What am I thinking right now? And you might say, well, I feel really terrible because, um, you know, my kid just called me from college and they're struggling. And then you can go, okay, so from, you feel like, you feel like that. So your kid called you from college, okay, and they said they're struggling. That's a circumstance, right? And so what is your thought about that? And if you say, well, my thought about that is they're in trouble and I'm a terrible parent and I didn't prepare them very well for college and I'm scared for them, I'm fearful for them, I have anxiety and you start to get into your feelings. So your thought is that you're a terrible parent and your child is not prepared and you're afraid for them 
Again, afraid is a feeling. So maybe the thought is, you're a terrible parent, your child's not prepared, and you they're going to fail. They're going to fail out of school. That's your thought. And that's what's leading to the feeling of being depressed and being anxious and being just embarrassed and bugged and like, ugh, and you don't want to deal with it and you're defeated and you don't know what to do, but you're really scared and you're fearful and you have regrets. So in order to feel better, we don't have to just change our feelings like, well, snap out of it. We have to change our thoughts. So our kid calls us from college and they're struggling. What if our thought is, remember, grace first, grace for everyone. What if our thought is, okay, well, I'm going to listen to what they have to say. It's pretty normal for people in their late teens, early 20s to be figuring stuff out. And it's, it's hard. I know it wasn't easy for me. And my child's growing. My child's learning. I'm going to listen. And I'm going to try to respect where they are on their journey and and try to help in any way that I can, but this is their journey. Then my feeling is empowerment. My feeling is love. My feeling is understanding. My feeling is grace. My feeling is I want to be there for my child and maybe Maybe the thought is, I haven't been a perfect parent. Maybe I do have some regrets. But under the veil of grace, which is what we're covering all of our conversations with, all of our coaching, everything I do comes from a place of grace. Everything I want in my life involves God and his grace. I can't separate my personal development from my connection with the Lord. I can't and I won't. I don't see any power in cutting him off. The power comes from him. And so I, my whole conversation, my whole thought process is covered in grace. My child is covered in grace. My relationship with my child is covered in grace. I want the best for my child. I want to offer my child hope. I want to offer my child forgiveness. I want to offer my child love, unconditional love. And so from those feelings... I get to take an action that is to listen, to love well, to offer help if I can, to be calm, to take deep breaths. And then the results are a better relationship with my child. And not trying to control every situation and not making it about myself. There's freedom for me in that and there's freedom for my child in that. So again, using the model, starting from an emotional place and looking up and down from there. What's the thought that created the emotion? And how can I change my thought to change my emotion? And the mental piece, I mean, obviously, is the thought piece, right? So we've talked about physical, we've talked about emotional, we've talked about mental. It's our thoughts. 
It's our mindset. You hear that a lot when people talk about coaching. But again, it's not this mindset of everything's going to be perfect and I'm going to sail through with no problems, but it's a mindset of grace. It's a mindset of understanding that perfection isn't the goal, but that grace is. It's the mindset of understanding that what you've been given is what you're going to give back. It's the mindset of understanding that you're a messenger sharing lightness and the message of hope and peace and grace and love with everyone else around you. And so then you're white knuckling, kind of teeth grinding, kind of angst energy is diffused. Because that's not the right way that you roll, right? You're not going to allow yourself to get all up in there. And when you do, you can remind yourself that what you're after long-term is grace and freedom and that flow that people talk about, right? That flow of being able to exist in a way that's really um, not forced. In the message version of the Bible, it calls it the unforced rhythm of grace, right? And so mentally, we can look at our thoughts and again, with kindness to ourselves, with grace for ourselves, we can say, hey, you know what? That's not very kind, calling myself a fat slob or telling myself I'm a loser or that I'm lazy, right? And we start to recognize these thoughts we have that we speak kinder to strangers than we do to ourselves. And here's the thing, you guys, you're the only one you're going to spend the rest of your life with and eternity with. Well, we'll be with God and all of our loved ones in heaven, but you're the only one that you're with all the time. Speak kindly to yourself, right? So the mental part is obviously our thoughts, like we've talked about, right? So with starting a business, a lot of times people will say, you know, I really want to launch this thing. I'm super excited about it. It's awesome, but I just feel so overwhelmed. It's like, well, overwhelm is a choice that you're making right now because you can choose something different. You just told me you're excited. Let's choose excitement, right? And so it's taking that thought, saying it out loud, writing it on a piece of paper, telling a coach, telling a friend, saying it, experiencing it, experiencing the thought. Because what happens is that thought turns into feelings and feelings turn into action and action turns into results. So we have to take every thought captive. So I am excited about this work because it's transformative. It will change your life. It will change your relationships first of all, with yourself, and then it will change your relationships with others. It will allow you to live in that unforced rhythm of grace. It will allow you to live where um, you can stop and pause and think and choose your thoughts. You don't have to speak unkindly to yourself. And the last thing I want to talk about is when you have a thought, Not only does it lead to feelings, does it lead to actions and results, but your thought affects every room in your house. So if we're talking about ourselves as a house and we've got our mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual rooms, 
Every room is affected by it. It's like a smell in the house. And it seeps under doorways. And it goes through the vents. And you feel it. If you've ever lived in a home where there's tension and your parents are fighting and and you think, oh, they think they're just fighting in the kitchen, but you can't hear them because you're upstairs. The truth is, you know, you sense that energy. Maybe you hear, maybe you see, but there's this energy in that house that affects every room and your body's the same. And being a yoga teacher and a trauma-sensitive yoga teacher There's no truth I understand more than the body keeps the score, right? And that's a book um, that we learned about when we studied trauma. It's an incredible book about the way that our trauma is stored in our body. And so I just want to remind you that all of our rooms are affected by each other. And so, yeah, we have four parts to us, but we are one being, And when one part of us is suffering, the others start to feel it. We have a fight or flight response in our body based on something we think, a fear that we have. So mental and physical and emotional are all tied in. And spiritual is covering the whole thing. Are you entering your home, your body's home with grace? Is your expectation that you have to white knuckle and behavior modify your whole life and it's going to be hard? Or are you able to enter into any challenge expecting and knowing that freedom is on the other side? Do you offer yourself grace mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Do you understand that perfection's not real and that that's not what you're going for? That you're a human who won't do everything perfect all the time, but that you get to choose what your legacy will be and how you will show up in the world. You know, I was reading in scripture and it talked about... um, How we are all messengers. So we're messengers of the light. It's in 2 Corinthians. And I love this. It says, We carry the precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. And so it's your ordinary life. It's your struggle with 20 extra pounds. It's your struggle with your young adult child. It's your question about your faith. It's your question about your thoughts. It's the awareness and the asking, hmm, How can I be free here? What thoughts are holding me back from freedom? Where am I keeping myself imprisoned? 
How am I keeping myself a victim? How am I not taking ownership of my life? And within those questions is the light, the grace, the hope, the excitement, the possibility, the opportunity. All of the things that you want are on the other side of these questions. What are my thoughts? And what's getting in the way? Where am I now? Where do I want to be? How can I get there? And what's getting in the way? What are the obstacles? And really looking at our thoughts every single time. If this kind of work interests you, if you want to talk more, if you want one-on-one coaching, go to greatbigyes.com. I coach one-on-one um, with people all over. You can We just do it over the phone, or if you're in Austin, we can do it in person if you prefer. I've done both, and I'm up for anything. I love talking to people. I love sharing these concepts with people. I want you to know you're not alone. And if nobody's told you lately, you're doing awesome. You're doing great. I love to encourage people and motivate people to really take ownership of their lives. I work with a lot of visionaries and entrepreneurs, people who have these great ideas that God's planted in their heart and they're excited about bringing them to fruition. I help them launch and grow their business without losing their mind. I help keep them on track and remind them that they are spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental beings. And that wellness involves really taking a look at the four rooms and always being aware kind of of where we are and giving ourselves grace and understanding that our thoughts can change our entire life and our entire legacy. They can break patterns. They can change generational sin. They can stop it. It's amazing. It's amazing work. And so I just keep learning. I keep growing and I can't wait to share everything I learn with you. If you want to be a part of Team Yes, I have a membership group. It's only $25 a month and you get incredible coaching, if I do say so myself, and great um, uh, just community and collaboration, right? And teaching and you get resources and it's just awesome. I, I pour so much into that group and I love those women so much. It's for women. And if you're interested or want to learn more, greatbigyes1 at gmail.com. Everything is in the links at greatbigyes on Instagram and greatbigyes on Facebook. But I look forward to just getting to know you guys in a deeper way and um, growing with you. You've got this. You have everything you need. And you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And life is unfolding as it should. So you're not here by coincidence. I hope something you learned today has sparked an interest in you and that you will pursue it. All right. Keep saying yes, you guys. Thanks for being here.